Well, it is about that time, yes, for another powerful, informative, educational episode on Ready, Set, Real Estate. Woo-hoo-hoo. I have been so pumped about doing this show, and I am so excited to bring a very special, very special guest. Now, you know, I go high, low, all over the country connecting individuals that are doing really powerful things, making some moves in our communities. And to be able to share just a snippet of what my next guest knows with you today, I suggest you really take the time to time out, take notes, make sure you lock in episode 16 of season two of Ready, Set, Real Estate as one of your favorites. Be sure you are subscribed to the Spotify, Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Play, radio podcasts everywhere so that you're making sure you're getting the accurate content of our show. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce to you my guest, Mr. Corey P. Smith. And before I go into his list and his resume. Let me share that he's a family man, y'all. He is married with three daughters and he is a native of Memphis, Tennessee. And he's got a great story that we're gonna get into that really changes the game of how you look at personal credit. And then we're gonna talk about business credit because a lot of you out here are researching, you're testing the waters and you're doing all kinds of interesting things, but really seek an expert. And you know, I, I, am, I use that word very carefully in these streets, in these real estate streets. So he has attended the Cleveland State Community College on a basketball scholarship. Listen up, he later graduated from Tennessee State University with a bachelor's degree in sociology. He's a native veteran, former high school history teacher and corrections officer. And after facing and conquering his own personal struggles, which we love, right? Because we talk about this all the time. This shows about the real lives of people, raw, uncut, the, the lows, the highs, and really about rebuilding oneself. So I couldn't imagine anyone more fitting than Mr. Smith to be on the show to talk about his journey and what his mission is now. So he has embarked upon a journey that would change people's lives for the better, better and he has really done that. Oh, he is a credit awareness expert, author, and lecturer. And you know, I'm all about that, being a public speaker, educator, lecturer, and a teacher. So love that he is author of How to Outsmart the Credit Bureaus, his latest release, The Conspiracy of Credit, along with The Unbreakable Laws of Business Credit. Corey, welcome to the show. (laughs) (laughs) I I love that introduction, Lisa. Thanks for having (laughs) me on. I'm always excited to talk about credit, to talk about life, to talk about my life and how I transitioned from you know, being down and out to being where I'm at today. Absolutely. I am so, so happy that we made this work because I know um, you've been traveling, do working, doing your thing. So I really thank you for time blocking. And you have, let me say this, um, with people that I've watched on social media and are doing different things, you have quite a following and a tribe of people that have advocated you, um, have true testimonies that you have changed their lives. And we're talking about up in the thousands. You have changed thousands of lives uh, when it comes to credit, credit awareness, and people being self-sufficient around their own credit profiles. And let me say this, I picked up a copy of your book, The Conspiracy of Credit, and most folks who know me, I have an intimate circle, love circle, I got a team, and you drop stuff on the credit stuff along with the number stuff, 
and I was like in heaven. <laughs> I was like, we got a little metaphysics happening here. It was much deeper than credit. I was like, perfect. This is perfect. So I know when we spoke offline, we just kind of connected because we have like minds. I think like spirits in the sense when we are advocates for our community and our people in terms of educating themselves so that they are in positions because this is what this is all about. Positioning oneself for right. power. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So let's go into a little bit. Um, I think I'd like to just start off with uh, as an author, the story of authorship, right? So you have a book called How to Outsmart. You got a couple actually. The Credit Dictionary was one that we mentioned. Mm -hmm. So what was, yeah, share with us what, why, why is there the need for a credit dictionary? You know what, um, a lot of people have really slept on the credit dictionary and a lot mm -hmm. of people don't know about it, but you just spoke about metaphysics. And I put a lot of that in the credit dictionary along with some of the tools uh, when it comes to credit repair that I use to like take off my student loans and take off a few other things. I put the credit dictionary um, out there because I wanted to give people like a peek of like my thought process or how I envision things. Um, and I think the title, my wife always say, man, people are gonna think that that's a dictionary, so they're not gonna buy it. And I was like, yeah, I might've messed up on the title, but the people who do read it, um, you know, they'll spread the word. But I, I think my biggest thing, I felt like there was a need for that book mm -hmm. because if people could really like, if people could really feel, feel what, what motivated me, what moved me and what helped me navigate through this life, you know, this journey we all have to go through, like they, they'll, they'll really understand like, um, it's almost like I told um, Tyrone, I said, when you, when you speak about being rich or you mm. think, you speak about being well off, you got to believe that. You got to see it. And I, I told him it was times that I, I could be walking in the mall. And at this time, I, I, I didn't have no money. I was working a job. But in my mind, I, always, I, I had a feeling of being rich. And it's kind of like what I conveyed in the book, The Credit Dictionary. Like I, I, I put a lot of metaphysical journeys in that book. And I, and I just connected it to the world of credit. You know, it's like you said, that's that's my thing. I always say this. <laughs> it's not all about credit. Right. Credit is just a part of it. So, you credit know. Credit is just a part of it. Absolutely. And thank you for saying Tyrone. Shout out to Tyrone Williams, who is um, not only a member of our nonprofit, Real Estate 100 Youth Foundation, who is on his journey in his early 20s, young yeah. real estate professional out in D.C., and just really finding his way, learning his way. So shout out to Ty, who's also a new father and really connecting Corey and I. And uh, Corey said, man, he was consistent. <laughs> yes, he, he was very he was consistent. consistent. Yes. He was consistent. So we really appreciate him because again, that just goes to show the synergy in terms of when you're out here doing positive things and you're impacting lot people's lives, you're going to, you're going to see these types of connections manifest itself. So let's get, just jump right into the conspiracy of credit. All right, so I'm reading through it and I'm taking notes. And I think one of the things that I've also listened to you share on some of your other, as a guest on other platforms was um, freezing credit, LexisNexis and all these other terms that me as a professional, I didn't wasn't even processing. I wasn't even conceptualizing that I should be protecting my credit profile in the way that you're talking about. So let's talk about um, just kind of what inspired the conspiracy of credit and just go into some tips that you have shared on your platforms. That way we're not giving too much away, but also 
some things that people should be paying attention to, especially as we're now going into what we call a shifting market and things are changing. And under this current administration, uh, we're noticing that the credit uh, standards or guidelines are loosening up. Under the last administration, it tightened up because of the crisis. And now we're seeing things are shifting. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, <clears throat> for people that hadn't heard my story in terms of what, what, what initially motivated me, you know, I always tell the story about having no money, uh, living in an apartment with me and my wife and my oldest daughter at the time, sleeping on the floor with no lights. But fast forward to after I lost everything to having to go and get a job um, as a corrections officer. Like I actually wrote the conspiracy of credit while I was working as a corrections officer in Shelby County. Um, I worked the um, overnight shift, the graveyard shift, the shift that kills you. And that's when I wrote the bulk, the bulk of that book. But just, you know, and it's not to downplay what people do in life. When I found myself like being so depressed because I felt like, man, is this it for my life? And I was like, this can't be it for my life. I had seen too much. And I, and I always talk about I had got addicted to financial crack because I had made so much money by way of credit and real estate. I, I saw the good life. I saw what it was like to travel where you want to buy what you want, live where you want. And I wanted that back. And um, mm. at the same time, I wanted to help people. I have a real hatred <laughs> towards like institutions such as the credit bureau. So I wanted to kind of expose them as in the process. And also, you know, try to spark people in a way that they, they look at things different. Like, I'm a different type of thinker. Like, I'm a fighter. So I'm not going to always play by the rules, but at the same time, I'm going to make sure I'm not going to do anything that's going to land me in jail. But I just try to get people to look at things from the perspective that when you have other people depending on you, especially if you have a family, like I, I did, like I can't, I can't leave the livelihood of myself and my family in the hands of someone else, whether it be an occupation, some type of institution, I can't do that. So, you know, I always tried to figure out ways like how do I win? How do I defend myself and manipulate the number one thing, which is credit, how to manipulate that to benefit me and my family. And that's what I did. And I put a lot of that in the book you know, just, hey, you should look at things this way. It's almost like I got a video on YouTube of a guy trying to repossess a truck. Mm-hmm. And the philosophy behind that was people like, you know, you got some people that live by these moral standards. Like, hey, if you can't pay for it, just give, them, give it back to them. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's all a trap from the beginning, but I always say, nah, you don't just give it back to them. You should never, you should never help someone else help you put yourself in a worse position. Like that makes no sense to me, you know, right. and you just go through the storm. So I tried to put a drop a lot of that in the conspiracy of credit and, and, and from the people that have reached out to me, I think I did a very good job at it because a lot of people reach out and say, you changed my life. Well, I never thought about it that way. So, you know, I'm proud. And that is true. I, and I opened up the show with that. You know, I shared that, that if there's one thing to say you're doing, you know, you're changing lives. But when you have countless of testimonies and people that are advocating you, and seeking you out, I, I noticed on one of your uh, posts, like people are like, hey, when are you coming back out? When are you, what's next? You know, so what's next? Um, one thing that I actually, what you triggered just now is you talked about repossession and auto. Um, what tip would you provide right now? Or we can converse, we, we can converse about this because the next subprime uh, kind of, 
bubble that's happening is the auto loan industry. Right. And you may be well aware of those auto loans have went from maybe a year to three years to now people are getting 10 year loans at interest rates at 19, 20 percent. Um, we are anticipating and that is a real conversation right now and a real concern that people who could not do home ownership started to define themselves in the materialism of their cars and their autos and now finance vehicles, which currently we're seeing as a professional, is blocking their ability to now invest in property because they're so, uh, um, they're so not leveraged, but they're, they're um, carrying so much debt. What are, you into, what are you foreseeing, especially knowing about credit and the impact in terms of not the future, but just the, the, the whole dynamic of the credit bureau and profiles when we start to see those loans start to not perform. Right. You, you're right. And a lot of people don't realize that, that that's exactly what's sooner or later that's going to take place. Same thing with the housing market. They're going to do the same thing in the auto industry. Like all these things that you see, like um, the breaches the data breaches all of these all of it's connected and you just you have to be very aware of what's going on and the way that you become aware you have to you have to really do a, a lot of research and when you buy certain things you really have to read contracts you have you have to do all of that um i'm sorry somebody just walked in front of the car um but I spoke about this in one of the videos, like there are a lot of people that have repossessions uh, on their credit reports, a lot of people. And I spoke about jamming your credit file in one okay. of like little short videos and a lot of people like, what is that? Right. What you is jam that? It? Well, jamming your credit file is just simply what we call mail dropping for the mm. people that in this in, in my circle when we, we when we talk about mail dropping that means for 30 days you dropping letters every three days you dropping letters in the mail dispute letters affidavits you disputing the effects and you're doing it both ways you're doing it with the credit bureaus and you're doing it with the creditor because the credit bureaus they run 30 days behind and everything is automated. Like they used to call it the ribbons that update each month where it says, one, this person is paid on time, two, you know, they're 30 days late. But what happens is it glitches the system system to a point does not respond. So it could be a repossession. It could, it could even be a mortgage. And when it don't respond, it'll delete. And what happens, they try to put something out there that says, well, it'll reappear on your credit. No, it won't. It, it won't re reappear because once, once you do enough mail dropping and it glitches the system, the creditors, the creditor system that updates through the e Oscar, it won't, it won't roll over again. So it won't re-update if that makes sense. I, I kind of explain it a little bit more in, um, the new book that's coming out, Credit is for Poor People. Um, so I just want to throw harsh. it in there. Like, that's again. harsh. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on that in a sec because I I just I I want to just let people know. So we're on. Those of you who are new and chiming in, we're on with Corey P. Smith. He is no, he is the guy. Like all you know, all these pop up credit shops. <laughs> You know, it's a lot of them. It's a lot of them. <laughs> it's a lot of pop-up credit shops out here. I get DM'd all the time about somebody talking about, I can help you with your credit. I can help your clients with your credit. And you know what, Corey? I, you know, my response to that time and time again has been, I refer my clients to my lenders. Why? It's twofold. The lender is giving the money. They are the best 
determinant of what that client should have on their profile, what's important, what needs to come off, what the DTI should be, because they are setting the guidelines. Mm -hmm. I don't know much about it, but I know go to the person that's giving you the money to determine and tell you what your guy, what should be on your profile. I don't want people to subscribe and pay all this other, you know, monthly cost to fix your credit and all that. Like I said, I have my, I clearly have, um, I feel some kind of way about is what we would say, because I saw it show up like payday loans showed up when the market tanked. Right. Well, but the thing you got to remember, it goes back to when you just asked me about the auto industry, right? A lot of people don't realize that there is an industry and it's called the poverty industry. Mm. And what that is, you can you can Google that. It's actually an industry called the poverty industry. And all that is, is just these corporations and businesses, their main thing is to target poor people to make money because poor people are consumers, period. The people that have the money, the rich, they understand that it's never about using your own money. It's never even about using your own credit at times. It's a mastermind concept that says use somebody else's resource, period. So when you talk about that whole poverty industry, a lot of people don't realize that they are just pawns in the game. And that's what I mean by you got to learn how to fight back. This ain't no, you, this is, it ain't fair out here. I don't, I don't, mm. I don't care what preacher, when anybody tell you about being like, don't do this or that's not right. As long as you're not breaking the law, there's ways to manipulate a lot of things the same way that, that the credit bureaus, the banks, and a lot of other industries are using to keep making money off of poor people, hence the poverty industry. So people need to be mindful of that. Absolutely. And that would go in hand in hand, which I think that Einstein said that one of the greatest gifts was compound interest. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that was, that's a cold piece right there. Yeah. <laughs> Or one of, or, or, or yeah, or one of the biggest, biggest robberies, you know. Same right. thing with more. Depending so. on what side you're on, and you know, what size, side you're on. Depending what side you're on, as a professional, when people ask us, or professionally, when I'm asked, well, how's the market? Oh, I heard the market is good, or I heard the market's bad. That depends on whether you're an investor. Mm-hmm. Owner, occupant, buyer, renter, seller, it depends. What side of the industry are you on? Then based on that position, which is what we're talking about, proper positioning will determine my response. (laughs) Right, you're you're exactly right. And I think like when it comes to this whole credit industry and people doing credit repair, like, for me, I'm not like this, like this super smart guy, you know. I think that I'm extraordinary, but I'm not this super smart guy that just has the, you know, the, <laughs> the golden light to <laughs> credit. The people, right. people, people realize that what I just spoke of, most poor people live. They live in a state of fear, but they also live in a state of hope and hopelessness, meaning people capitalize off the hope side of it, and that turns into dollars, and they never realize it. It's just simple reading. It's just simple research, and you can do it on your own. Like People ask me about credit repair. No, I don't do it. Yes, I make money, but I've been making money off information. And if you right. apply the information, it'll change your life. And you don't, you don't have to go to nobody else for that. Because at the end of the day, yourself, your family, their life depends on it. 
And you can't put that, you can't, you cannot put that in no one else's hand. It's almost like you ever heard the saying like a castle can only be destroyed from within, period. Oh. If that makes sense to a lot of people. So when you... It'll go over some people's heads, but I'm I'm right there with you. Yeah, I mean, like like basically, you know, I don't, I, I I don't mind submit myself to another man or another woman when it comes to learning information that's going to enhance my life. But one thing I'm not going to do is submit myself to someone where they have complete control over my life, and I'm just going to say, hey, I'm gonna pay you to save my family to save me because this this essentially what credit can do change your life i think there's like a it's almost like a, a a gang mentality where you have a grown man that submits himself to another man where he's he's taking taking orders or just you know being a flunky so if i'm gonna do that then i might as well turn my wife my kids everything over to you and be like this is yours because you're the driving force behind it. So I just put a lot of emphasis and I did that in the, in the new book, Credits for Poor People, like it all starts with you. And you gotta, you gotta, hey, life is short. So you gotta really make a decision on whether you wanna, <laughs> you wanna die while you alive. And that means you, you, you want, if you dying while you alive, if you, if you live in a miserable life, you might as well say you did, but there's a way to change it through information, technology. Like I was just telling you, like, hell, I'm damn near fearful of certain technology, but at some point I got to learn it. it got, it's got to come full circle. But anyway. Oh, I'm so glad that you said that because this is what I, uh, what I shared with you offline. I said, bring, bringing you, we're going to bring you onto this platform so that we can get you into the airwaves so that people can really shift their whole concept of money. Money is currency. I really appreciate that you equate that with metaphysics and when we talk about vibration, because everything in terms of when we look at bureaus, agencies and systems, when we look at addresses, you know, uh, one of the things that when I visited New York for the first time, none of the addresses on Wall Street actually made sense to me. They're all triple digits and the vibrations are very powerful. That's a whole nother show, Corey. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I know. That's a whole nother show. But this is why I'm so happy to have you on, because uh, when you're talking about the authorship of the books and the information that you're putting out there, especially in now an era where in the information age and also in the age of truth, people are looking for the information, but here's what's happening. The guru is no longer attractive because they're not tangible. So this is why someone like yourself and a platform like mine's is so important because you have real people connecting with real people. Um, my office is not, uh, these, these aren't gold walls, it's orange paint. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I get it, I get it. You know, and, and, and especially when we look at the masses, the, the prosumers is what I call them now, you refer to them as consumers. There's a new group of people called prosumers, which means they are producing um, and consuming what they produce, right? For instance, wow. your book, we are both using it, we're creating it and using it, which makes us prosumers. This is a whole shift in consciousness right now. Shout out to Antoine Lowry, who says he is receiving everything. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate you. South Carolina's in the building. <laughs> so, yes. Um, let's get into... You talked about the new book, Credit is for Poor People. You said something in one of the trailer videos um, about that. And let me share, would you please share the story? I, I think it's very important that people hear because I took a phone call about you the other day and they was like, no, that's the man. He <laughs> took a homeless man and gave him credit. Please share a snippet of what that was about because in the trailers, I, the visual effect and, and video so powerful. 
uh, of what you did with the trailer. And when you talk about the amount of money available or the amount of credit, I got the imagery of why you were focusing on the homeless community. So please touch and talk about that. <laughs> That's what you're known for. You trailblaze that. You're the one that started this. The homeless, yeah. That, that, Giving homeless people credit. <laughs> I actually, how that came about, and I told this story before, <clears throat> me and my wife were just in the car one day, and I can't remember exactly. We had to be talking about something about credit or money or something. <laughs> and there was a home, there was a homeless guy, and I, and I just I pointed at him. You know, I kind of used some curse words, but I was like, I said, I said, that guy is better off than half the people walking around. I said, because he doesn't exist on paper. Mm. So I said that it's like, <laughs> ding, ding. Like, yep. Yeah. So I said, I'm going to explore what, you know, how to, um, how to bring that into reality. And what I did, there's a homeless shelter in Memphis. It's on Poplar. Um, downtown I initially found two guys I kind of um, interviewed them to make sure that they they weren't completely sprung out on drugs or alcohol I asked them a few right. questions about you know how did they end up homeless um, the level of education that they were able to achieve asked them how much did they know about um, the credit bureaus and it just kind of went from there and what I did, I did this, I, I experimented with them and, and I basically duplicated myself through them, but I took complete mm. control. I gave them housing. Mm. I made sure that I made sure that their identification and everything was intact. And, you know, not that, not that, you know, cause it's a lot of details, but fast right. forward. After I build them up in terms of their credit, after I build them up, then I just went to the bank that I knew was lending money and we ran it up. And um, I actually said I was going to get those two guys on YouTube at some point because this was years ago with the first two guys. Right. And, um, both of them are doing um, both of them are doing like great. They still one of them has one of them still has his lawn service, but that's where that whole idea came from. That's right. where it, that's where it came from. So um, and then it evolved from the homeless people to to um, people that have been incarcerated five more years. I started doing the same thing with them. Right. Right. You see, again, when you shift the mindset it's like there's a quote that people are misinterpreting that says um that says i am that i am and in fact it should be read i am that i am meaning if i see myself in my brother sister i am that right i am yeah. You, you're drawing a whole nother side of me today. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, like I really like even with working in, 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 in the jail, like they really gave me the opportunity to see the true like hearts and souls of men. And I recognize right. that those people that, that could have easily been me depending on the circumstances. And, and they had that. Right. I mean, I've been behind bars before. But just right. not for an extended period of time where it just completely dissolved mm -hmm. my manhood or dissolved uh, my belief that that I that I could do great things in life. And sometimes that that over you know that overtakes people when their livelihood is stripped from them and and they have to you know go behind those bars. But you know that was a humbling uh, experience for me. Um, and, and very so when you talk about someone that's had those real life experiences and still can rebuild, because this is what I even teach with the youth and young adults in our in a snippet of our workshop. We talk about credit being a snapshot snapshot of time. Mm 
Right. It's it's a snapshot of time. It's not like that score or your pro profile is going to be consistent over the years. And I speak from personal experiences. Like I can speak on the big, big ba bad banks. And this is why we have the Consumer Financial Protection Bureaus to oversee the bureaus because of the things that were happening on from the consumer perspective. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to ask you just now, because it came to me in a message when I shared your profile that you would be on the show, someone asked, why would one free? Why would one want to freeze all three of their credit uh, profiles? Why would they? Yeah. Why would Why would I want to freeze my credit? Someone asked me that, and I was like, "Great, tune into the show, and I'll ask them." <laughs> I would. I would free. Can you give me one second? <laughs> I'm sorry. Just yes, one. Yes. Yes. No worries. You're fine. They were on with Corey Smith and he is a mobile right now today and we were able to catch him on. So thanks for tuning in. Make sure you let someone know that what uh, what we're talking about is his series. Really, he is the guy that really has trailblazed a lot of what we're seeing with credit awareness and people trying to build their personal credit. And we're going to touch on business credit. So he made a comment and said that Business credit is basically personal credit on steroids. All right, Corey, you're back? Yeah, I'm back. I'm sorry about that. No, you're um, fine. So why would one freeze our credit? Well, well, I talk about freezing your credit file depending on where you're at in the credit repair, um, in the credit repair process. Uh, I don't always, I'll freeze files like, your Lexus, Nexus, the things that I talk about, and your Sage Stream, I freeze those. I, I recommend that people freeze those in the process of repairing their credit. If you freeze your credit file when you have good credit and you're trying to use, utilize it, sometimes it becomes a hassle. It's almost like when you have a fraud alert on your credit report and you don't have the necessary things in place such as um, a number where you could be reached um, and, and you go apply for credit and they deny you just based off the fact that you have the fraud alert on your credit report. But that's the only time I would be freezing my report is when I'm repairing it. So I'm not using it at the time. I, I have no use for any outside companies to be pulling my credit. That's the only time I would freeze my report. I really don't even like having like once I, once I've completely cleaned up a file, I immediately take the fraud alert off of it. I immediately take it off because it becomes a hassle, especially when you're trying to get big money and you don't want any issues. Uh, you don't want any issues with the bank. And then you just got to be mindful. Even when you're doing that, the, the first time that you uh, take that step on your own to freeze your your credit file or put a fraud alert on there, you 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 automatically going in, in what's called the National Fraud Database. That's when you doing it. Sometimes, like I spoke of before, you could just have an old number or, or be staying at an address where those things were connected to someone who's actually in the National Fraud Database. And you, that, that automatically puts you in the National Fraud Database and sometimes that can become a hassle even when creditors look at you because their software system reads all of that. So, you know, depending on the creditor. That's very important. Yo, you guys, did you just hear this? You would potentially be thrown into the national fraud database by association of an address that was associated with fraud. So right. man, so Lexus Nexus, uh, what was the other one? Sage, what was it? Sage Stream. Sage Stream is okay. another one. I'm telling you, it's like you? this man knows so much. <laughs> like I just, I read your book and I was like, oh my gosh, what is all this stuff? So let me also share because I did do a post. Effective September 21st, 2018. The federal government has allowed legally for you to freeze your credit profile 
for free with all three credit bureaus and unfreeze it for free. Prior to that, they would charge you each line for each uh, agency. They would charge you every time you unfreeze it and they charge you to freeze it. Here's the interesting perspective of that for me, Corey, in reading about your book and learning and connecting with you and just getting on the game. It was very interesting that the bureaus were charging me to protect my information and basically keeping them from selling it to creditor inquiries. Uh, they're making money off of me. They're going to charge me to block them from making money. And I think this is why possibly Fed stepped in and said, hey, this is not really fair. <laughs> a lot, man, a lot of it. Uh, like even when we talk about these data breaches, like you, you, you ever ask yourself the question like, hell, why? Are all these companies having data breaches and mm. the flip side to it is this if i hold stock in a company and a lot of people just thought oh this is just a conspiracy theory but if you dig deep <laughs> it's true if you hold stock in a company or you do the research you have uh when they talked about these let's say equifax and they talked about um these equifax executives that sold their stock before the data breach. So once you have a data breach, your stock is going to drop. So what does that mean? Now a share of stock with Equifax, if it's $112 a share, once once the uh, the stock dropped, it might, it might drop. Now now it's only $33 a share. So so I can come back and buy that. So it's all about money, and then you have to you 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 have to realize that the majority of people. I'm sorry, the majority of people that's in the credit bureau's database is what they're poor. Mm. It's poor. It's, it's it's poor people because wow. we know we know that 98, 99, whatever percent of the people that live in America they're controlled by what one percent. So it's 1% of people making all the money and you don't have to, you don't even have to make like I, I, my, my home, my, my home is in Tennessee to be in the upper 1% of the top money makers in Tennessee might be like 200, might be like 300,000. There's not a whole lot of money, $300,000, uh -huh. you know, and a lot of people don't realize that that's obtainable. And I and I preach mm -hmm. about credit so much because I did it. I did it by way of using credit. So, you know, and I try to provide a lot of resources to get to that point, along with people thinking a certain way. Like you have to think a certain way if you ever going to maximize what you have, your, your name. You gotta be thinking a certain way. You know, everybody gets afraid, everybody gets depressed at some point in life. Hell, I get afraid sometimes. I shouldn't have said <laughs> that. <laughs> but I could You're never I, Yeah, I could never let um I could never let my wife know that. I could never let my kids know that. Because if they see me panic, if they see me worry, that's gonna mess up the whole vibration in my household. So I I I, I can never even show that. But I, right. I mean, and and being being afraid sometimes I have to I have to snap back and be like, come on, like whatever I think type it could of conversation. I I think it could be a lesson. So it's not that it's you shouldn't share that or you shouldn't let them know. But I think it could be a lesson in sh in showing them, even though I did feel this way, right? Because we go back to our animal instincts of fight and flight and fear. Those are basically all survival mechanisms designed in us. And you can use that as a teaching tool and saying, even though I felt this way, this is how I pushed through. This is how I persevered. Um, that's my spin on it. Because I, like I said, I've been through strife, trauma, and wow. I've persevered. And, and I've shared that. I've shared my story. Um, I do have a question. Jason Soto's on. He says, how can charge offs be removed? I've been trying for months, but cannot get them removed. I don't know if you want to defer them to a consult or is there something that you can share just a snippet if it's possible? Like I said, I stay my lane. My lane is ready, set real estate. Uh, you're the credit 
uh, expert? <laughs> I mean, like to answer that question and the, and, and to be thorough with it, I will mm -hmm. almost have to know the history of the accounts, okay. who the accounts are with, how long they've been on your credit, how long they've been charged off. Like, how did you pay these people if you ever had a relationship with them? But you can get them off. I mean, I kind of just gave you a, a little peek of what you can do when I mm -hmm. spoke about the mail drop. Like, trust mm -hmm. me, it works. You said I, jamming, jamming your credit file is the phrase he used, you guys. Uh <laughs> yeah, I just didn't speak on it. I didn't speak on it, believe it or not, because like I did it one time. I can remember one time I did it, and I, and I had this so I was kind of green when I was doing it. And what happened was, man, Experian actually reached out to uh, the Economics Crime Bureau in Memphis. Mm. And the mistake that I made <laughs> is I dropped too many letters in the same mailbox. You oh. know, but yet and still, there wasn't a crime in doing that. You know, I, I never, they never, and, and when I think back on it, I, I don't even know the reason why they did it, you know, because it was something new at the time, you know, because we talking about this, this was like back in 2006, something like that. So even then, it was just something I was trying, like a lot of things, you know, I just tried. And that's one of the things I tell people, like even with Jason asking me that, like, man, some sometimes you gotta you gotta try things, and I, I ain't saying try things that'll get you thrown in jail, but it's almost right. like if you waited on me, yeah, He's like like no yeah, legal I, no no illegal activities. Exactly, no no illegal activities, but sometimes it's almost like if you waiting on somebody, even me, like if you've never had an opportunity to speak with me, it's like or like I have a relative. He always begging me like, man, why you won't, why, why don't you help me? Why don't you help me? I, I know you. And I just asked him one day, I said, what if I die tomorrow? What would you do? You're going to keep on living. And that's how you have to look at things when you're trying to reach for certain people to help me that you might, you might not have access to. Like I'm very accessible. I'm very yes, accessible. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I'm just saying, I think you're like, inundated. You're overwhelmed, inundated because you have thousands of people who are trying to reach you. Um, so yes, I really appreciate a, a you know just having you on here for our audience to ask the questions. Uh, Jason said for him specifically, it's regarding payday loans. And Jason, for that more specific of a question, I'm just probably going to have to defer you to maybe getting a consult that because well, this show we're just informational and we just want to make sure everybody has some you know, uh, access to just tips and suggestions from Corey. Um, anything you wanted to add? Because I did talk about payday loans, oh, you know, a while yeah, ago. Just, just tell them, I, I, I'm familiar with your name, Jason. I've seen your name before. Just message me. Just message me and we'll start there. Just, just shoot okay. me a message. Fair enough. So there you go. Thank you, for Jason, for that. And um, yeah, just chime in and ask the questions and see where you go from there. I think one of the things when you even just uh, use that firm, that phrase about the jam and the, the credit, uh, your credit profile referred, uh, actually triggered in me, and I say this with my clients all the time, is about paper trailing stuff, especially when you're dealing with uh, creditors over the phone. It's like, that's a huge liability because you won't be able to paper trail you won't be able to document what was said or what was negotiated, what was settled, because that's what was happening all the time with creditors is that phone conversation is negotiation where it says you're on a recorded call. That's for their advantage, not yours. You'd have to subpoena the call in order to get it. So unless you're recording it and you let them know that you're recording them, that's a whole nother ball game. So definitely or, put things in writing or Corey. Or one of the, one of the things when you get calls like that and you don't want to talk to them and you just want to hurry up and get them off the line if you just want to you know it's just a sidebar when you, you just want to mess mess with them just use them, <laughs> use some profanity just curse because most of them automatically 
they have to hang the they have to hang the phone up. Like if you okay. use profanity, they that's just that's just a sidebar. Like I just thought about that because I used to do it a lot. I just start cursing if they say you're on a recorded line. I just say curse word. They have to hang up. Try it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's the reverse tactics, right? They use tactics. You're using tactics. Yeah. So reverse tactics. All right, so we're going to move forward on personal credit, and I definitely want to build with you. We're going to do so much more with uh, now that credit. Uh, Corey and I are connected, and has been that component that me personally have been searching for in terms of the education and the awareness when we're talking about real estate and credit, and so important. And they do go hand in hand. And like I said, as a professional tip. Um, instead of seeking someone to do the credit repair and so forth, if it's from a financing, a mortgage stand standpoint, go directly to the lender. My lenders do it for free. They do not charge you to fix what needs to be fixed on the credit profile. Why? Very simple. If they can't get you a loan, nobody makes money. That's right. <laughs> Don't nobody Bottom line. Makes money. Nobody makes money. Okay. So look at it that way. If they can't get you the loan, no one will make money and this industry creates new money every time all right that right. was my spiel let's talk about the unbreakable laws I, look at me i don't i don't know why i'm pinching my chin like i'm like ooh, <laughs> now what i get to i get to go business in but, yeah let's talk about business credit because oh my gosh that really came on for me, came on my radar last year, October. All of a sudden, business credit, business credit. Everybody's talking about business credit. I don't really know what happened, um, but all of a sudden, everyone feels they're so knowledgeable and they've got all these, there's 10 steps to basically creating credit lines. And, and I know there's investors also who use that to purchase property. So let's talk about... Um, the unbreakable laws of business credit. This is your newest release, right? Yeah, that was that was the one I released before the credit dictionary, but it's still new okay. to some people that that don't know about. It. It's like the conspiracy right. like of credit me. is still yeah. <laughs> but that book that book is real simple. Like okay, I, I try to make all of my books simple to the point where an A grader can understand the the book. It's an introduction. It, it was it, it was an introduction to teach people who absolutely know know nothing about um, business credit. Like here's the foundation. Like learn how to write. Learn how to say your ABCs. Um, I didn't go into like some more complex things that I do when it comes to business credit. And yeah, you got a lot of people out here that say they you know i can help you with the business credit and they, and they doing it because once again it's not that complex to learn the basics to it i think the one problem that people um create for themselves is just being impatient like mm -hmm. it takes time like even when i use credit investors to to put behind certain corporations that i've built or that i've bought I might sit on it for a year because I want to maximize it. I might sit on it for a whole year. And most people, I know people have desperate situations and they, they be like, I don't have that kind of time. But it's like, whoa, you got to figure it out. You got to be strategic because if you move too fast, then you're still going to stay on the treadmill. You're not going to have money. You're not going to make the money that you need to build momentum upon so and i think that the people be wanted like that but it's it's not complex if you take my book read it take notes follow the steps do a little bit more research outside of that trust me you it's it's not it's not hard to learn right i you have uh you have some at some adamant supporters who have bought every single book from you and one of the things that you and I shared is that a lot of your material, including your videos on YouTube, is being used in corporate training uh, yep. as well. And yep. I just want you guys to know, I mean, this is 
like Corey said, he was very humbled, by the way, who says, I'm not the smartest person, but what he is is consistent and clearly um, a researcher. He, he digs deep. So he's digging deep. And you're talking about someone who's a veteran who also worked as a corrections officer. And he's seen it from both sides of the coin in terms of what institutions and systematics um, uh, agencies have done and how that has impacted individuals and their walks of life and his personal, and he's rebuilt himself on that. So I just wanted to just throw that in there. So those people who are new to you, Corey, like know where you're coming from. And like, I really appreciate that people were like, no, this, this guy is, no, he, like, I got that phone call, Corey. I got a right. phone call and was like, no, no, he is, no, that's the guy. <laughs> Thanks. Cause I'm not, like, I'm not, no, I think guy. I told you, I'm not like for people that don't like, I'm not a parent and I've been doing this and I see, I see, I, I look at YouTube and I see a lot of people that I see a lot of stuff and I just look at them and I never, I never try to throw shade on people, but a lot of them pair. Right. A lot of them, a lot of them just repeating stuff. They don't know credit like it's one thing to even do credit repair but do you know it and when i say know it i tell this story real fast like i was so messed up when it came to student loans when i got my degree from from tsu mm -hmm. i couldn't get my transcripts initially for memphis city schools i couldn't get my transcripts to secure the job fully mm -hmm. so i did enough research i didn't know okay i owe tennessee state and I owed them a lot of money because of student loans that was jacked up. You know what I did that I found out and I had to do it? Yes, Corey P. Smith, I had to file bankruptcy. And mm -hmm. I, I didn't know that. I didn't know it. And they, they, they never offered that information to me. I just stumbled upon the law and I filed bankruptcy long enough to get my transcripts released. Wow. So it's things like that when I talk about like, it's just research, you right. know, it's just research. I want to touch on that bankruptcy real quick, especially for those, because from a real estate perspective, people feel like if they file bankruptcy, they would not be able to come into the uh, real estate game, if you will, right? There's this real estate game. Uh, however, depending on what bankruptcy you file, you will be eligible for a loan within two years of filing that bankruptcy. Holla at me if you need to learn more. <laughs> but I just wanted to clear the air because it's not, again, when we talk about credit, it's a snapshot of time. Right. You filing bankruptcy is not reflective of you as a person. <laughs> that was right. a snapshot of time. And when people are moving in life and they're talking about my credit and my finances. It's just really shifting your mindset and debunking a whole bunch of stuff that people are saying out here. And I've, it's like, it, it blows my mind, Corey. And I'm a lane hugger when I, that's why I don't really go in on credit, but there's a lot of BS on the credit repair. That's why I call them pop-up credit repair shops. All these right, pop-up right. credit repair everybody's an expert but like you said no you, you're not an expert you're a parrot you're repeating a system and but you really don't know until they run into someone like you and you challenge and say great uh you talk about credit investors in different ways and different techniques then someone says oh yeah i guess uh i'll get back to you on that i gotta make a right. phone call <laughs> exactly because exactly. i i use i use I use credit I investors use like I, I put a post on Instagram where I, I have I had um I bought four houses, right? Uh-huh. I didn't do that with my name. I use I, I I use people to do that. I mean they were compensated, but that's when it goes back to me duplicating myself. Like, right on. But there's a there's even a skill and a technique. To when you want to establish a credit investor where you still in complete control and nothing can come back, come back to haunt you. So, you know, those are things that I picked up over time and um, I maximize it. Like a lot of times I think we had this conversation. Yeah, I maximize it. Yeah, for, yeah. for property. 
<laughs> that's right. A lot of people be wondering, like, why I don't post often when it comes to credit? Because credit really is like secondary for me. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. real estate brings big chicks. You know, you know that. <laughs> Look at his face. He's like, you know that. <laughs> so, and we even talked about, like, I, I talked to Tyrone about this, and I actually got him on the phone with my insurance guy. He's 24, but he has a kid. And I said, man, you got life insurance? He like, no. I was like, you got to get life insurance. Hello? And me and you had that conversation. So all of these things, like, mm. collectively, they go together when you're trying to move, uh, maneuver through life. And right. So to- let, let's 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 we're just going to cue our audience in real quick. When we talked about the life insurance, all this is related, y'all, because we're talking about credit, credit, real estate, life insurance. Again, this is ready, set real estate. The reason life insurance, we talked about it in two different ways. One, we said there are two invest. There are two vehicles in life that create wealth and legacies, and that's real estate and life insurance. Bottom line. Bottom line. Bottom line, I love you can love what you do for, for your work and your job, your career and all these other pursuits. You can have a very diversified portfolio. But when you talk about legacies and wealth, it's life insurance and real estate. The other thing in terms of the importance of credit, um, you know, what popped in my mind just now, uh, speaking of credit is the MIB, which is a whole nother reporting right. system. Right. Is the MIB. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and I used to be life and health. Uh, license as long as I've been licensed in real estate and that's I've studied wealthy people I've worked for wealthy people and that was the two things adding trust living trust revocable and irrevocable living trust to protect all of that game over right right so I just dropped a whole lot of game right now (laughs) in 60 seconds (laughs) right in terms of credit but the life insurance again the way you tip tip your even like uh, your loan approval, the way you tip it in your favor for in terms of assets and liabilities is showing that you have life insurance. Right. Because that's the spreadsheet they're looking at. How much do you owe? What do you own? <laughs> exactly. Lisa, hold on one second. I'm sorry. You're good. You're good. So. This is so much fun for me. I get to talk about all my favorite topics like life insurance, and real estate and wealth and empowering our communities. So just uh, do know, be reminded that this show supports our nonprofit Real Estate 100 Youth Foundation, where we teach, empower, educate our youth and young adult communities with alternate pathways to success. We are advocates of real estate literacy so to learn more, support, and or donate, please check out our website at realestate100youth.org. And be sure to subscribe on all platforms or whichever is your favorite platform. Like I said, Spotify, Spotify iTunes, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, YouTube for sure. Drop a comment. DM me. We'd love to hear your feedback. We want to know what did you, what was your added value in the show? And let us know how we can continue to grow the channel with your input, your feedback. So really thank you again for those of you who are chiming in and sharing and listening. Thank you. Corey? Yeah, I'm back. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, you're good. You're good. And you were so patient with me. We've exceeded our time we're going to get ready to wrap this up um this is i did prime you all and let you know that this was going to be a special i normally do a 20 25 minute run with my guests unless i'm doing a very special show with a very special guest and corey warranted that for me because of the amount of information he knows and the amount of awareness uh he he is he embodies like that's his mission and just his walk of life like i appreciate real people bottom line um corey any last comments and feedback i read this was fun like i said when i when i shared with you offline i said we're gonna have a conversation i don't i don't really like the whole stuffy you know q a 
I just like to vibe and build with my guests because then you're just authentically you and you're not right. scripted. <laughs> right. Right. And I don't I don't like scripts like <laughs> I just like I, I like this. I just but um I I am going to do a whole lot more posting in 2019. I got a great book coming out and I, Wonderful. I I'm actually putting out a course called the Credit Rich Masterclass and and okay. I give away a whole lot of information even all the way down to how you secure a credit investor, how you take control step by step. All of those things will be in the course because I I really want to I really want to give people um, what they pay for, and I really at this point because I've seen so many people popping up with, you know, credit repair and, and courses. I want I want to really separate separate myself from them. So and, and I just want to give people information where they're gonna be blown away. So you know, look for that. Look Perfect. for that in the next um, at the top of the year. Top of the year, you can check out his website at CoreyPsmith.com. That's C-O-R-E-Y-P, as in Paul, or what's your middle name? P Smith.com. I didn't mean to give you a middle name, but <laughs> I hate Corey my middle <laughs> And he's got uh, tons of information, books, and again, for those of you who have really specific questions on your credit profile he does offer a consult that you can connect with him he's on social media he's also on youtube which is where he got where i could was connected with him through one of my intern students uh from our nonprofit, who was like you have to have him on your show and i was like all right i'll check him out and i was like okay done <laughs> So Corey, we really appreciate you again. Uh, happy holidays and and everything that is happening now. Uh, now that you're moving forward in 2019, to really just offer something powerful to have you for you. Congratulations and uh, safe travels. We'll see you again soon. And uh, you guys, I really appreciate what you've done here on this episode of Ready, Set, Real Estate. We'll see you next week.